Welcome back. It's the Brady Farkas Show right here at WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. On this Wednesday, at this time, every single Wednesday, we talk with our guy Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio, who you can check out. Freddie and Fitzsimmons every single weeknight at 9 p.m. Freddie, how are you? I'm good, brother Brady. How's everything with you? Everything is good, cold but good. I got to tell you, I was talking yesterday with a former UVM men's basketball coach, Tom Brennan, who you did a spell at ESPN, and he said, if you're talking to Freddie soon, tell him I say hi. <laughs> My man, Tom Brennan, I remember, the, I remember the first time we met when he was the Vermont head coach and they played against Marist in the Pepsi Marist Classic, and they always have a, they have like a whole dinner and also a presentation all the four coaches are there with their teams where they had the kind of dinner to celebrate the tournament. And he and Dave McGarity, the Marist coach at the time, was so funny that nobody wanted that night to end. <laughs> I don't know if it's really a question for you, but like, is there a, a story you remember or a single one-liner that someone ever gave that sticks with you? And what I'm asking is because I heard Doug Gottlieb tell this story once. He asked Brennan one time, Coach, why did you never leave Vermont? Why did you never go somewhere bigger? And he said, my boy, there's 50 states in the union. I own one of them. <laughs> I've never forgotten it. <laughs> one of the favorite lines I ever heard of was at one of those Pepsi Mass Classic dinners before the tournament got started. And it was the year that Bucknell was there, Yale was there, and Barris was there. And I forgot the other school, so forgive me for not remembering the school's name. And Pat Flannery, the coach at Bucknell, and Dave McGarity at one time were assistants at St. Francis, Pennsylvania, which is a college in Loretto, Pennsylvania. And Pat Flannery talked about that if there were two people in the middle of the street, that would be a traffic jam in Loretto, Pennsylvania. <laughs> and so everybody's laughing about that. And Dave McGarity, he was the last speaker of the night. And he said, yep, but Pat Flannery forgot about one thing. Those people there, they got summer teeth. Some are there, some aren't. So brush them while you got them. And the whole place just fell out laughing from that standpoint. And I never, ever forgot about that because one of my friends is Rob Kremel who was the head coach of St. Francis in the Northeast Conference. And I remember relaying that joke to him about three years ago. He said, oh, Dave McGarity wasn't lying about that. There are a lot of people like that in Loretto, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> My college baseball coach, you know, I, I played Division Three baseball at a uh, kind of, you know, in upstate New York. And my coach, you know, we play games routinely in 25, 30-degree weather. And he'd say, Farkas, there's no sure. such thing as bad weather, just bad clothing. Oh yeah, my football coach. I went to. I played Division two football, Manchester University, and my head football coach, Tom Elsasser, his favorite saying was, "When something was easy, it was a can of corn." And I'll never forget saying that to my daughter when she was about six or seven years of age. I said, "Oh my God, Tom Elsasser's in my head. I'm talking to my daughter the same way he talked to us." As players. Oh man. Hey, let me let me move over to this real quick. So we we got the news earlier today that Rush Limbaugh had passed away, and and whether or not people agree with Rush Limbaugh's political views is irrelevant to the fact that he's at least an icon when it comes to the development of talk radio and what you and I do. So I'm curious, is there a guy in radio or in broadcasting that you looked up to, somebody who you tried to emulate growing up through the business? Oh my goodness, there were way too many people growing up because one guy that really people have forgotten about or don't know when it comes to sports talk radio is Art Rush Jr. Hmm. because he was the first person in New York City to have a sports talk radio show when WABC used to be a music station. They were a top 40 pop hits station. And then they flipped over to talk radio right about 1977, 78. And he had a nightly show that was five hours from 7 o'clock till midnight. And I never missed it as a kid. And he was so good. He was so knowledgeable. He's a forgotten person when it comes to our format because before WFAN got started back in 1987, there were people doing shows here and there. But Art Rush Jr. is really the first sports talk show that happened Monday through Friday in New York. 
he really, Brady, set the template for so many people in terms of paying it forward, paying it forward, or this person who learned from that person who learned from that person who all got it from Art Rush Jr. So he was the one person that to this day that I still look up to in what we do. And when it comes to music radio, I have my favorites, Chuck Leonard, Frankie Crocker, Scott Shannon, Scott Muni. Those are the people I wanted to be like when I was going to be a music radio DJ. But when it came to sports talk radio, a lot of things I heard and listened to, I still keep in my mind and in my soul because of a guy like Art Rush Jr., who should not be forgotten about what we do from that standpoint. Freddie Coleman, well said, ESPN radio host. You can check him out tonight, 9 p.m. right here on WDEV, and he's with us every single Wednesday at this time. Freddie, I am pumped. I'm finally pumped. Baseball season upon us. we got pitchers and catchers reporting today. Let me ask you this. What's the more hopeful day on the sports calendar, pitchers and catchers reporting or the NFL draft? Oh, it's the NFL draft now, Brady, and believe me, I was a baseball fan before I was a fan of any other sport growing up as a kid. So it really saddens me that we've gotten to this point, that a great day that always was signaled the right of spring. And I know people love the groundhog and seeing if he's (laughs) going to see his shadow or not. But nothing tells me that spring is on the horizon than the first day of pitchers and catchers. But the NFL is such a monolith right now, and it's such a leviathan when it comes to sports that their off-season is going to drown out a lot of in-season stuff when it comes to different sports. And I saw something the other day where people talk about the demise of the NFL that only 92 million people watched the Super Bowl. That was a 9% decrease. When it comes to the World Series, Major League Baseball, they suffered a 30% decrease. The NBA Finals suffered a 49% decrease. The NHL Stanley Cup suffered a 61% decrease. That's where we are in this country, that football continues to dominate not just when it comes to sports, but also when it comes to people talking outside of sports. So the NFL draft, even NFL free agency, I think a lot more people looking forward to that than the first day of pitchers and catchers when it comes to Major League Baseball. And Brady, I think it says a lot more about baseball and what they're not doing than what the NFL is doing. Do you think sports radio is too dependent on the NFL? I don't think there's any doubt about that because you have to, what's the old line by the OJs and so on, give the people what they yeah. want. And if the people want NFL and they want football conversations, then you got to give them what they want and make that compelling content for them. That doesn't mean you don't talk about baseball. You don't talk about basketball. You don't talk about, for example, Naomi Osaka taking on Serena Williams at the Australian Open. There's going to be room for other sports to be talked about. But at the same time, if something does not have that top-of-the-mind urgency, especially when it comes to Major League Baseball, then we're not going to allow ourselves to suffer for the art of baseball, and we're not going to put the listeners through that. Now, the big story happens, or any kind of story that has any kind of teeth to it in baseball, hell yeah, we're going to be all over it. But, Brady, it seems that a lot of times when we're talking about baseball, it's about players and owners bickering about money or this player signing with this baseball team. We're not talking enough about the great stories that are out there, mainly because Major League Baseball is doing everything a disservice to not put those kind of stories out there for the fans who want to continue to consume their sport, especially the younger fans that they're going to need as a feeder system. Former Red Sox star David Ortiz said he thinks that the game right now is bleeping boring. Do you think baseball is boring right now, Freddie? Baseball is not boring. I think what has happened, Brady, and I understand where he's going with this because it seems that it's either a home run or a strikeout in Major League Baseball. We don't see people bunting people over to put runners in scoring position. We've seen the stolen bases really go out of baseball, which should have never happened as far as I'm concerned because that's always a great element when it comes to Major League Baseball. We have all these defensive shifts because guys don't want to go the other way and get base hits from that standpoint. It's either hit or miss when it comes to Major League Baseball. So I understand where he's coming from from that standpoint. But here's the deal. 
when other sports are better eye candy than your sport, it's not so much that baseball is boring. It's that the other sports are giving people exactly what they want to see. When you watch Steph Curry, you can't wait to see what he's going to do. When you watch Patrick Mahomes, you can't wait to see what he's going to do. When you watch Lionel Messi in soccer, you can't wait to see what he's going to do. Maybe one baseball player right now, Brady, that people say, i got to watch that guy if you're the casual fan. And it's hard-pressed to do that. It never was the case when the best player in Major League Baseball was basically an unknown. Mike Trout, without any question, is the best player in Major League Baseball, plays the Angels. He can walk down so many streets in this country and not a soul would know who he was. And that is a problem for Major League Baseball, that you have this generational player and no one really knows exactly who he is when you compare him to the LeBrons of the world, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Tom Brady's of the world. Freddie Coleman, ESPN Radio with us. Freddie, one note on the Patriots. They were present at Trevor Lawrence's uh, pro day he had at Clemson, and Patriots Nation is freaking out about it. I think it's absolutely no deal at all. Do you think it's a big deal that the Pats were actually there looking at Trevor Lawrence throw a football? No, it's not a big deal. We know he's going number one to Jacksonville. Maybe they just wanted to be down there to hang out in the south and get away from the cold weather in New England. I don't know what that was all about. But that was not a big deal to me because I don't think Jacksonville is going to have a lapse of reason and trade out of the pick and give other draft picks and move on from Trevor Lawrence. They're not going to do that. But I will say this about the Patriots, and we've said this before, Brady, for the first time Bill Belichick's New England Patriots life, he better find that difference maker quarterback. If that means he has to be all in on a potential free agent quarterback or make a trade for somebody that he believes in, for example, a Sam Darnold of the New York Jets or Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans, then he better do that. Or if he believes there's a quarterback in the first round that he believes in and he could build a team around, then so be it. But no longer can he just say the quarterback position is going to eliminate or move or not just eliminate, but even override the transgressions and mistakes that we may have made when it comes to other players. He better be able to find a difference maker at quarterback and put other difference makers around him because old number 12 Tom Brady's not there to cover up his mistakes. And the minute that they realize that, and the minute that they understand that, then we can see maybe a forward progress that can be a lot more forward with the Patriots. Because right now, Brady, it's Tom Brady 1, Bill Belichick nothing, and the Patriots aren't careful. After next year, it could be Tom Brady 2, Bill Belichick nothing when it comes to winning a championship in the NFL. Freddie, I'll get you out of here on kind of a ha-ha moment. Yesterday we were talking about snow days because a lot of people in Vermont had snow days yesterday. And then I started thinking about all the times that I didn't get a snow day growing up and I was given the two-hour delay. And here at 31 years old, I still can't figure out how I think about the two-hour delay. On the one hand, it was how I think about the two-hour delay. On the one hand, it was great because class was short and I wasn't going to have tests and we kind of just watched movies. On the other hand, study hall recess and, and gym class and lunch all got cut down too and I'm like well what the hell am I even doing here that's all the stuff I like do you have an opinion on the two hour delay yay or nay I know I'm going to take a lot of heat for this but I'm 100% nay on the two hour delay pick one either (laughs) say there's no school or that there's going to be school and I know you have to do those things for safety reasons but you're trying to tell me after the 90 minute delay that the roads are going to be a lot safer for the bus drivers to go get kids (laughs) and take them to school I was always a big believer that even if you had to add school days at the end of the year and school days at the last in the June, then so be it. But I was I was never a fan of, okay, let's have a two-hour delay. The roads may not be safe enough, and then we're putting our kids' lives in the hands of bus drivers or putting bus drivers' lives on the line to make sure kids can get to and from safely to school. So I was always 100% nay on a two-hour delay. If there's going to be no school, then there's going to be no school. Freddie. If there is going to be school, then there's going to be school. But in that situation... <laughs> pick one or the other and make sure that there's safety 
and the education of the students was going to be top of the mind awareness. Always the man, Freddie Coleman, ESPN radio host with us every single Wednesday at this time. You can check him out uh, on his show beginning tonight at 9 p.m. Freddie, we appreciate it as always, and uh, we will talk to you again next week.